This is Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. And I'm Mike Callahan, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and a law enforcement officer. Coming up on the show this week, we're going to look at all the latest diet trends, and we're going to tell you the best diet for Jiu-Jitsu and what we eat when we train. We're also going to dive into the latest news in the Jiu-Jitsu world, and we're going to give you our fight picks for UFC 252 this weekend. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get right to it. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. So when we look at the diets in jiu-jitsu, I think the number one mistake people make is that they don't look at what their goals are with jiu-jitsu because if you're just a guy who's trying to lose some weight and you're using jiu-jitsu as your main form of exercise, your diet should be different than a person who's trying to compete and lose weight as part of a weight cut or competition program. Yeah, it, it and again it all depends on your goals, but if you're lose if you're using jujitsu just as a, a way to get into shape and you don't really have any competitive aspirations, um it, at the end of the day, it, your diet is going to dictate how that goes whether it's successful or not. Jujitsu is going to be a factor in it, but the diet's going to carry the day. Well, it's like the old meathead saying of abs are made in the kitchen. Like, that's true. You can't outwork a bad diet. You just can't. There it is, meatheads. It's your one shout out on this podcast. Our one instance of meatheadery. No more meatheadery. But yeah, if you're doing jujitsu just because you want to lose weight, like the keto diet, I think, is the most popular diet right now. And that'll work for you. But if you're focused on athletic performance, the keto diet is not what you need to be doing. Yeah, it's shit. It's I, shit. I've done it before and I really, really disliked it. You've done it, right, before? I've had a couple of, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like, a couple times I've tried CrossFit, like, two or three, on two or three, like, different, like, stints. times. Stints. That's a good, yeah. I've had, like, two or three stints in CrossFit, and um, it was... It was good. I, I mean, like, it, it helps you lose weight, but it's, it's just another trend. So for anyone who's not familiar with what the keto diet is, before we get to down the rabbit hole, in a non-carbohydrate-restricted diet, like a normal person eats, your body uses carbohydrates, and it turns the carbs into smaller sugars like glucose, and that's what your muscle uses for energy. That's the gas that goes in the tank of your engine, which is your muscles, when you really restrict the carbs, like down to like, I think they say shoot for like 20 or 25 grams yeah, of carbs a day. Like it's ridiculously low. And it varies. It varies, but 20 grams is 20 to 30 grams, like you said. And um, the goal behind that is to, you know, you, you start substituting fats and everything. It just, yeah, you're basically you're trying to trick your body. Yeah. You're trying to. You're, you're, when you don't have the carbs coming in and your body doesn't have the glucose for your muscles, it needs a different source of energy. So your liver will produce this fat called ketones and your muscles will use the ketones for energy as opposed to glucose. And like, again, like not a dietitian or a doctor and that's like just the bare bolts. There's a lot more science behind it, but like that's the rough. When, When this podcast is over, go read some books if you're really interested in it. But uh, if you keep fucking talking about ketone, they're going to probably X out and I say that, read a book. If I say the word ketone enough, we're going to jump up all the algorithms in the fucking diet <laughs> podcast list because that's like the number one thing in the diet world right now. But 
basically keto is good for endurance athletes. It's not good for explosive anaerobic work, which is what MMA and jujitsu are. It's short bursts of high heart rate, a lot of explosion in the muscles, and you need carbs for that. And I think keto sucks because I do high anaerobic activities. Right. And you need fuel. So I've, I've, um, tried the paleo i've tried keto so explain paleo uh, for anyone who doesn't know what paleo is we should probably clarify each of them as we go through just in case yeah people don't so know. paleo is just essentially again like no grains um high protein um nothing processed it's just an, another trend that has faded away and kind of was replaced by keto um The one thing I will say about keto is I never, ever, ever paid attention to uh, macronutrients ever before the keto thing because I was like, uh, and then I started paying attention to the carbs and everything. Um, But, and I don't do, I don't do flex dieting and flex dieting, for those of you who don't know, is you're really only paying attention to the macronutrients in your diet, which are proteins, carbs, and fats. And the um, logic behind a flexible diet is that if you have, say, a cheeseburger from Burger King um, on one side and uh, you know grilled chicken and, and brown rice on the other side, and each of them contain you know 40 grams of protein and 20 grams of carbs and whatever, you know, 50 grams of fat, which they don't. I'm just throwing this out there. It doesn't matter how you get your macronutrients as long as you get them. It doesn't matter if, you know, they're being, um, you know, if they're processed foods or if it's fast food, but as long as you're hitting them. This is also called the, if it fits your macros is how this is sometimes called. As long as it fits your macros, you're good. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that. Like I, I try to, eat healthy. I've also tried intermittent fasting and everything. And that sucks too, because I just, I, I, I need fuel in the mornings, but, um, so intermittent fasting is where you're intentionally not consuming food for an extended period of time. So the most common window is you only eat in an eight hour period. So you eat as soon as you have your first bite of food during the day, eight hours later, you're done and you have 16 hours off where you're not eating, which obviously you're going to do like through the night when you're sleeping. I like intermittent fasting. I don't find it difficult. I don't do eight and 16. I usually do like nine and 15 ish. And there's a lot of health benefits to doing intermittent fasting. And I'm not going to go down that whole rabbit hole. If you want to look up intermittent fasting, you should. If I'm just hungry, I'm hungry in the morning. It takes a lot to fuel this fire. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that is, yeah. You know. Daddy doesn't build this body on fumes. Yeah, I mean, you think, you, yeah. you think these fucking pipes can only be fueled for eight <laughs> hours a day? Like, See, I, I can wake up and I can do cardio fasted without hurting I like too to, bad. Yeah. I can I can wake up and I can not eat my first bite of food until you know, 10, 30, 11 in the morning. And then I'll you know eat for eight, nine, sometimes 10 hours into the night. But usually I'm around nine-ish. And... I think it's good to like, I like being able to know that if I'm traveling one day and something happens where I'm just not able to get food that I'm not going to starve to death. And I know I wouldn't starve to death like in that short period of time, but I yeah. just like the mental it's, it's, challenge. Yeah. The mental challenge and, and the, 
medical and scientific data that yeah. you have to rely on that yeah. if you don't go if you go 12 hours without food you'll be okay yeah. and there's a lot of studies that show a lot of benefits to intermittent fasting and as not being a dietitian i don't want to give out too much like this is why you should do it that i that's what i do so take everything we say with knowing that i'm going off of what i do in my own research not being a doctor so that's important to know but back to the keto thing for a minute Keto works for endurance athletes, and it's not just like anecdotal. There was a study that I read, and it was in the Journal of Sports Medicine and Physical Fitness, which if you haven't picked up the latest copy, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. It showed that there was – they did a, a test between people on a high-carb diet and people on a low-carb diet, and the people on the low-carb diet performed like 4 to 15% worse on anaerobic activities – than the high carb, which is what jujitsu is, is a high anaerobic activity. I don't recommend keto, but if you like it, and like we said earlier in the beginning, if you're just training just as your exercise, keto will work for you. But if you're trying to go into the room and train for tournaments against killers and have 10 six-minute goes all in a row, you're not going to have the energy you need. It's not going to. So you might be losing some of the weight, but you're not getting the best training possible. And if you're trying to compete, the training is most important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I count my macros now. Um, I like to eat around 200 grams of protein and anywhere from like 150 to 200 grams of carbs. And then I just try and keep it like low fat. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not flex dieting to the point where I go out and eat fucking fast food, but it's normally I'm getting my protein from grilled chicken or eggs um, or egg whites and a protein shake and my carbs. I just eat white rice with mustard on it. Give it a shot. It's really good. All right. I'll try it because we're boys, but I'm telling you, it's, 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 it, you won't even know that you're eating white rice. My one buddy who's a bodybuilder eats, <clears throat> this is going to fucking blow your mind because apparently the misconception behind this is that protein is like what makes your muscles grow, right? Yeah. So he says like the biggest grow food is the biggest source of like grow is carbs. He, <clears throat> he was on a, a kick where he was eating 700 grams of carbohydrates Jesus. a day. Jesus. Yeah, dude, and his waist is like thirty inches. What? Like a yeah, ballerina? it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like he, he's, he's, he's got good genetics to begin with, but he eats like a fucking so much, like three hundred grams of carbs. I'm sorry, three hundred grams of protein, like seven hundred grams of carbs, and he's only like he's like two twenty. Really? Wow. Yeah. Does not... he listen to our show, or can I leave in the part where I called him a ballerina? No, he. Yeah, uh, you can. You can give him a shout out in, in this. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll leave it in. <laughs> yeah, you can give him a shout out. He's a yeah. It's crazy. I mean, but again, that's just a perfect example of like different diets fitting different. You have to eat to your goals. Eat to exactly. your goals. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your goals should determine what your diet is. the The thing that all diets have in common is. Every diet will have a person who says they like the diet and they lost weight on the diet. And that's because every diet is going to encourage you to eat better foods. Like no diet that I can find or think of is like encouraging candy bars and milkshakes like Mike drink, Mike is drinking right now. Like those diets don't exist. This is a thick boy diet. So if you're eating Damn boy, if you're you thick boy. If you're eating healthier, you're going to lose weight and you're going to be better at the sports you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
I personally, I don't track my macros if if it's just normal training, there's no upcoming tournaments or I'm not like trying to diet my weight, my body weight down. I eat normally like I normally would, not tracking macros. I do do the intermittent fasting because I like it and my body's just used to it now. But I try to eat healthy foods. So I don't pay attention too much to what the macros are if it's healthy stuff. When it's like, okay, we're doing fight to win in six weeks and I need to weigh a certain amount, then I start paying more attention to what the macros are. But again, I'm just eating healthier foods. So I guess the best diet that I would say you could do is eat healthy foods and give yourself the right fuel source for the way you're trying to train. Yeah, I would agree. I I, I try to eat, <clears throat> like if I know I'm going to have a hard training session, you know, and I... and. I also drink a ton of water. I drink like a gallon and a half of water, uh, of water a day. But um, I just try to stay hydrated. And then if I know that I'm going to have a hard training session that day, I'll just, I'll try and, you know, up the carbs a little bit, you know, in advance for that. So I, you know, have a fuel source going into it, you know? Yeah, I like to have, I like carbs like 90 minutes before training. And, and this is in both cases, whether I'm trying to lose weight or just eating to train. I like carbs like 90 minutes before I train a little bit of protein, like a protein shake, maybe 15 or 20 minutes before I train and maybe a little bit of sugar, like as I'm walking in the door to train, like maybe like a handful of Skittles or something, like just a little bit yeah, of just sugar. Just spike your insulin a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's it. And the rest of the time, like I said, I'm just eating healthier foods. So specific. if you love keto and you feel good on it and you enjoy it, like more power to you. I hated it. If you like carnivore diet where you eat nothing but meat whatsoever, that, red meat. Yeah, that red meat. Mm. That would not be for me. I wouldn't like it. Same thing. No carbs. I need carbs as a fuel source. There's people out there who don't. There's people who can run just burning dietary fat. That's not me. So eat what's good for you, but eat whole foods. Try not to have processed things. Try not to have too many Mike Callahan milkshakes. I did have four freeze pops tonight, but Monday I'll be back. Four? Was it a slow night for you? No, because Diana bought two of these, two different freeze pops, and the one are these, like, the. so let's compare these freeze pops. So one bag is like the Mike Callahan bag, like the big, bulky freeze pops, and then the other one are the the shorter, slender ones, so we'll call them the Justin Lesko freeze pops. Right. So I had one of the Mike Callahan freeze pops, and then I had like four or five of the Justin Lesko freeze pops, but that doesn't, you know what I mean? I, I got you. I, I followed your math on that one. A little bit of irony in the uh, jiu-jitsu world this past week, or two—I guess it yeah. was two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago, I do like that um, setup though. A little bit of irony. A <laughs> little bit of irony, yeah. right? Yeah. When you have like two of the well, I don't really think that Craig Jones has been like a conspiracy theorist on this, but and not that I've seen. If he if he has been, I haven't seen it, but. But Gordon Ryan out like not just in the jujitsu community, but by any standards has been like um, very vocal in his like extreme views on the whole handling of the coronavirus pandemic and that he doesn't think we should be quarantined. And you know, he thinks that, um, you know, rights are being violated and all this stuff. You know, uh, I on some level agree that, you know, the quarantine is sucks is. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, the, well, I agree 100% that the quarantine sucks. But um, So 
With that being said, Gordon Ryan and Craig Jones both test positive for COVID like three or four days before the fight, which I was really looking forward to that Gordon fight. Yeah, with. it was real um, unfortunate timing because we released our episode talking about all those fights. And then literally I pushed publish on the button and five yeah. minutes later it was like, oh, these two guys are out. And I was like, all right. Yeah, but so uh, Wagner Rocha stepped up and actually beat Ronaldo Jr., which yeah. was crazy, like stepping in on that little notice. And also being, like, if you think about it, Wagner f- fights at 77 kilos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he fought in Abu Dhabi at 77 kilos, and he fought JT at a fight to win. I forget what it was, but it was around that. So, I mean, he, he was, you know, Ronaldo or Ronaldo had a pretty significant size advantage on him. And then Cyborg comes out of nowhere. Like, he has to be, like, I know people are going to say, like, he hasn't beat Gordon or anything, but he just keeps fighting people and, yep. keep, he, and he just keeps yep. winning this year. And and the Hulk was on a tear before that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you if, if you listen to our episode where we previewed the matches that were supposed to happen, I thought that Craig Jones was going to beat Hulk. I know you didn't, and Hulk still fights and loses to Cyborg, who comes in on like three days notice. Three days notice, like that's that's props to Cyborg. And that match was that was physical. That was a physical yeah. match. And that's like, I feel like um, Cyborg has started to, like, take that approach to to his jiu-jitsu. Because it's crazy for how big he is, how quick he moves, and the game that he plays. Remember, like, he was that tornado guard yep, and yep. for years, and... Um, he just he's in incredible shape he moves like a lightweight um and he's you know i think he's got really good wrestling it's just he's but he's taken a a, you know hard-nosed approach to to his game lately so yeah yeah I'm, i'm i'm all for it too because those those matches like that that tests somebody when you come in there and it's it's head banging and physical and you're pushing and it's I I was impressed with Hulk as well because Cyborg is Cyborg and came in and was smash mouthing him and he stood right there went to ref's decision it was a good match I yeah it was a good match yeah and I think a lot of times when someone steps in on short notice like Cyborg came in on short notice you give a lot of props to Cyborg but you also got to give props to Hulk because he's still also taking a match on three days notice even though he was scheduled to compete I, I actually think it's it's more impressive for him because he goes from training and preparing for to for Craig Jones yeah to then fighting different. cyborg yep. you know so yeah yeah he deserves he deserves a lot of credit and for, i don't want to fight cyborg that. on 3 years notice let alone 3 days notice so maybe it was 4 days maybe we're giving him too much credit but yeah i don't yeah it was it was short notice you know. it was within within the same week too short for me to fight cyborg <laughs> but gordon ryan said that he lost close to 15 pounds for covid he's already back to working out and training and everything yeah. but we predicted the match of the night which ended up being which the match of the year so far i think yeah they bumped up it gary versus Dante. fucking incredible yeah it, they, the match it would was... be awesome wouldn't it be awesome if <laughs> here we... we go again yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean in all seriousness wouldn't it be awesome if like somebody who was there 
Yeah, like Dante coming on and talking to us later this week. That'd like be great. If, like, I mean, if Dante <laughs> Leon just decided out of nowhere, like, hey, there's these two really cool fucking guys yeah. in Jersey and Pennsylvania. So stay tuned. Wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if I went on that podcast? Yeah, that's probably what he was thinking when he said he's coming on. Oh. hey But yeah, that, that match that they made the main event now, that was basically a 15-minute scramble. Like, yeah, nonstop movement. It's nonstop. crazy. It's crazy. And like, like that was, I when they announced the decision and Gary was like breathing heavy. I'm like, you know that this was a fast pace, like, mm-hmm. like knock, dra- knock down, drag out encounter. If he's like, because he he looked spent at the end of it. So did yeah. Dante. But fuck, man. And it was not one sided. They were both attacking. They were both threatening things. And it was 15 minutes of just going it was a good match it was a good match exciting news from third coast grappling is that they just announced they're doing the first women's kumite in september which i think is pretty yeah. cool that they're going to put a show on that's just going to feature female grapplers competing just like they do the men's kumite sometimes they're coming out of nowhere like they are like they're a godsend during this pandemic because they're just pumping out shows them and fight to win and yep and they're they're throwing some big names out there for us. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm super stoked to see what they have. Uh, they've announced in, a few names for these ladies. They've they've announced a few names for that event in September. Uh, at the time of this recording, we only know a few of the names, so we'll get more into it as it gets closer and we can preview it a little bit more. But I just yeah. thought that was cool that they're doing a yeah a women's version. Absolutely. We talked about who's got the best jujitsu in MMA, and we were like talking about doing Verdum, and now Buchecha's going to MMA, and like does that change the mm-hmm. conversation? And then they announced that Buchecha was going to fight Verdum in a jujitsu match this fall, yeah. and then like two days later, Buchecha pulled out with a not serious injury to his knee. Yeah, he hurt his knee. Yeah. So that's not a- serious. Not as serious as fucking Ben Simmons' knee injury, but anyway. Anyway, that's a sad reference for the. Local audience, not so much for the national audience. Motherfuckers. So I was excited for that match to happen and immediately disappointed when Buchecha pulled out. But Buchecha signed with one championship, so the yeah. MMA thing is for real and happening. And they're they're making a push, too. They're signing these big names. Like, Let's be honest. I, I think that it would take a catastrophic event and it's not even a global pandemic like not even a global pandemic is going to shift the landscape of mma promotions so no one's ever going to catch the ufc and if they start becoming any type of a legitimate threat to the ufc the ufc will just buy them yeah. and then eliminate the threat yeah uh, but one one championship or one fc is uh is is doing well like i i've i've seen a couple of their shows they've gotten the names yeah there was they were in a, for a little while. I thought they were in danger of just becoming like Bellator Part Two. Like yeah. you leave the UFC, you go to Bellator. That's you know sub tier promotion. But I think the start of when they got Mighty Mouse, it was like okay, these dudes are for real. And now you sign one of the best jujitsu guys in the world in Buchecha. Like they're making moves. They're making moves. And Buchecha is training at AKA with Daniel Cormier in the lead. Yeah. I don't know if he's training with Daniel Cormier because. I'm sure he is. As I mean, by the time he's getting ready for his career, Daniel Cormier will have retired because yeah, we'll talk about that fight in a few minutes. But that's a big place for him to go to train. Like he's obviously taking it serious. They actually have a couple new up and comers in that camp. They got um, they got Nick Piccinini, who was an All American wrestler at Oklahoma State. Um, he actually pinned Spencer Lee from Iowa last year. Huge upset. But anyway, to 
spare you the details of college wrestling. It's for your and other show. Kyle, That's for your other Kyle show. Kyle Crutchmer. Um, another guy. So, like, they're rebuilding up there because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you remember, but, like, AKA back in the beginning, it was, like, Koscheck, Swick, yep. um, uh, John Fitch. Yeah. Um, Bobby Southworth and those guys, and then it kind of switched to Velasquez and Cormier and Rockhold, and now those guys are at the tail end of their careers, if not retired already, and now they're bringing in a new group. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they're they're definitely staying relevant on the uh, on the scene. Yeah, and I think bringing Buchecha in, it's good for both of them. I think it's obviously good for Buchecha starting an MMA career. I think you're going to go to one of the best places in the country. That's I mean. You're taking it seriously, so glad for that. For sure. Sad for the match not happening, but Buchecha wins that match nine out of ten times. Nine point mm-hmm. nine out of ten times. All right, all right. We'll save this conversation for if the match ever happens. Well, let me say this: if it were to happen now, because for Doom's not really like yeah. he's training for MMA. Buchecha just comes, oh, whatever. Yeah. If the match happens right now, I agree. If the match happens in six months, maybe I have a different opinion. Let's do uh, fight picks. Another jump up in competition for Sean O'Malley fighting Cheeto Vera, Marlon Vera. I mean, yeah. Cheeto's coming off a loss in May, so it might not like jump out off the paper like O'Malley's jumping up in competition, but... No, he is. Marlon Cheeto Vera is a legit fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Um the, the kid's going to get tested for sure. I'm going to so. I'm going to say it now. I think that this will be the fight of the night. We already know that Sean O'Malley is explosive. We know that he's got knockout power. We've seen it recently. Cheeto Vera very rarely wins a fight via decision. He almost always wins a fight via knockout or submission. I think if you mix that with O'Malley's explosiveness, I don't see this fight going three rounds, and I think it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, I don't think it goes to distance, and I think O'Malley comes out on top. I think he knocks him out. He's really, really, really smooth um, with his stand-up, fluid with his punches, uh, his footwork's incredible, and he's so fucking long, um, and he knows how to use that range. So that's gonna that's gonna be a problem. I I think I agree. I think my official pick would be O'Malley, but like I said, I think it's gonna be a great fight. Agreed. A fight that a fight that I'm excited for purely because I like the fighter is the Junior Dos Santos versus Jarzinho Rosenstrick fight. I like JDS. I've always been a fan of JDS. I think he's such a cool dude. I don't think he's going to no, win. I don't think he's going to win either. You know, he really, he went on this tear before he won the title when he beat Kane. He went on a long winning streak and he was just knocking dudes out. And he was like, it was impressive. It was an impressive run. And then ever since he lost the title and Kane made him look unrecognizable in that fight when he beat the piss out of him yeah he beat him back so i'm looking up when he burst onto the scene his first fight in the ufc was against verdum at ufc 90 he beat him then he knocked out stefan stroop then he knocked out Krokop. then he knocked out gilbert ivel then he knocked out gonzaga then he beat roy nelson then he beat carwin then he knocked out 
Cain Velasquez. Then he knocked out Frank uh, Frank Mir. Lost to Velasquez, beat Hunt. Lost to Velasquez, beat Miocic, which I remember watching yep. that fight. Yep, I remember. I remember watching that fight too, and I remember that being sort of the first real introduction to Stipe. Um, but yeah, JDS is basically won one, lost one, win two, lose two. Ever since he lost the title, he's coming off of two losses in a row. I. I hate to say it because I like the guy, but I don't think he wins, and I don't know if he ever wins a fight again if he keeps going, and I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope he wins. hope he gets back to championship form, and if you follow him on Instagram, he looks jacked for this fight. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him on Instagram. He looks really lean. He looks really jacked. I mean... Maybe this is uh, JDS 2.0, and he's going to start starting. He's only thirty. Yeah, he's only thirty six years old. Which you know, heavyweights. That's not. That's not super old for heavyweight. No, it's not. Stipe, I think, is thirty seven. Yeah. Daniel Cormier is forty two or forty one. Rosenstruck is ten and one, but he he's also coming off his first loss. He's ten and one. He just lost to Francis. If you remember, he yeah, called in 20, seconds. in 20 seconds. He got good douched by Francis in 20 seconds after 20 calling seconds. out Francis and wanting to fight him. So this is a big fight for both guys. JDS needs to get the career back on track. Rosenstrick needs to get back rolling again after a devastating knockout and get back up in the rankings where he needs to be. But official prediction is Rosenstrick. And if I'm mispronouncing that four separate ways, I'm sorry. but. That's my prediction. Not just Jerzino. How about Jerzino? Is that is that how you could say you could go that way too? There's a weird eye in there. You never really know. Rosenstrick. 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 Official prediction is Junior Dos Santos will lose on Saturday. Yeah. Official prediction is Rosenstrick, or official prediction is Junior Dos Santos's opponent. There we go. There we go. Hey. Which brings us to the main event of the evening, Stipe versus DC3. This is the main event of the evening. Better watch out, Bruce Buffer. Fighting out of the red corner. Is that your official prediction? Whoever comes out of the red corner is the winner? Yes. I actually don't go out for for UFC fights, but I think I'm going to go out next weekend to, to watch the UFC fight. Um. Because I, I don't know why I like Daniel Cormier as much as I do. Because I think he's a little bit two faced, you know. Like, but fuck. Why are you going out to watch it? Because you like Daniel Cormier? Ah, I just want to like I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm like I'm in a good mood like Daniel oh, Cormier. I understand. Like, let's go out. You I understand. Know? I understand. I, I think Daniel Cormier is one of the best fighters ever. He's on the yes. pound for pound greatest of all time list. I, as I have previously stated on this podcast, I do believe that he fights dirty at times. I do believe he cheated on the scale that time with the towel. I do believe he defeated Stipe in their first fight via knockout after repeatedly poking him in the eyes. Um, I think he was winning the second fight with Stipe pretty handily for for. For four rounds, did he get finished in the fourth round? Mm-hmm. So I think he was beating Stipe pretty handedly for three rounds before he got finished by Stipe really turning it on. 
Um, I think in this fight, they are fighting in a smaller sized octagon, which I think 25 feet. Yeah. I think that helps DC's goal. If he wants to wrestle more, which he's previously stated that he does want to wrestle more in this fight. I would like Stipe to win because on top of, I like Stipe better. I don't want DC to win. He's already said he's retiring after this fight. So that really jams up. Like you win a championship belt off the current champion and then retire. So now Stipe fights somebody else to be champion nah, again. Like, yeah. I I think that if like Ngano is going to get the next, if Cormier wins. And also I just want to comment on this. I felt like that was some conflict-seeking bullshit on your part. You're trying to bait me into an argument over Daniel Cormier's fighting. I'm not taking the bait, but that was some conflict-seeking bullshit. Okay? I know how to wind you up. I Ngano gets the next shot, and I thought about this too because like, I just don't think it's right for you to turn around and give it to Stipe. Like, he, just let, make him fight somebody else. But then, like, what happens? Who who does Nganu fight? Does he fight the guy that he just starched in 20 seconds if, if yeah. uh, Rosinczyk, this, Rosenstrick? This, that's officially, anyone keeping track at home, that's like the eighth different way we've pronounced that name. Uh, if if he beats Dos Santos, what, like, yeah. what? I don't know. You're going to, Derek Lewis, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I think that this weekend is going to obviously tell us a lot about heavyweight. That's like pretty obvious. The heavyweight titles on the line, but I, I think Stipe is going to win. And that's my official prediction. I think right now Stipe is the better fighter. I think that Daniel Cormier, maybe five years ago when he was more in his athletic prime, I think he would be the better fighter. But I think right now Stipe will beat DC Stipe will win the trilogy with wins in the second and third fight. Stipe is my pick. I'm going to go with Cormier via decision. Um, I think a lot of people underestimate Stipe's wrestling, but DC with, you know, his wrestling is on another level. Okay. State Cowboy, U.S. national team. Um, Do you think DC is going to wrestle more in this fight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if his cardio can hold up like through that and he can really dictate it. Um, That's why I do have yeah, to I give could... Daniel Cormier credit there. He might be 42 years old and have like the daddest bod in the world. But my yeah, man's got a cardio. cardio tank. He does not get yeah, tired. It's, it's wrestling. It's that wrestling background. Yep. Um, yeah. So I my pick is DC. Um, I think he's going to win a decision, win the trilogy, ride off into the sunset. He's hinted towards that this might not be his retirement fight if he wins, but I think he's done after this. It's going to be a good fight, um, but Cormier. Okay, so my official predictions for the three fights we talked about, I think O'Malley wins, I think not Junior Dos Santos wins, and I think Stipe wins. Uh, Agreed. I think that O'Malley wins. I think that... Rosenstrick, Ro- Ro- Rosengardner, Gardenhoser. I'm, I'm surprised it took this long for a rookie of the year reference to come out. <laughs> Roto-Rooter. <laughs> um, and I think that Cormier wins. Okay. So check back with us. Let us know what you picked and how you bet and send us half the money. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget that you can watch the video version of every episode on YouTube. You just have to go to YouTube and search for That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Also, you can follow the show on Instagram at that underscore jiu underscore podcast. If you want to follow me directly, you can follow me at M underscore Callahan 106. 
if you want to follow me directly, you can find me at Justin Lesko. And don't forget, we still have the deal with Patreon. We're giving out free t-shirts for anyone who subscribes to us there. There's lots of different tiers with different bonus content, different technique breakdowns, a lot of stuff that you can't get just via the podcast or via YouTube. So check it out. Say thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. See you guys.